Welcome to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I'm Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your Franchising 101 host. Today, we are excited to have a guest joining us to talk about one of our amazing franchise partners. Um, this is going to be a brand that has a very low investment, low overhead, is driven by recurring revenue from their incredibly loyal customers, and offers a great lifestyle business for its owners. Um, I know that sounds great, but before we get there, we do have to kind of always remind you who we are. And Francoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals interested in owning a franchise. Guess what? You're listening to the Franchise 101 podcast. That's you, folks. Um, we are partnered with well over 500 of the top franchisors in the country. And our goal is to help you find the best one for you to own. Um, that's us. Um, now let's get to the important stuff. So our guest today is the Director of Franchise Development for a franchise called Mosquito Hunters, and it is our dear friend, Ms. Stephanie Ruby. Stephanie, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, we are uh, ex excited to talk about uh, your brand and how we can, um, you know, most importantly, you know, rid ourselves of those pesky little uh, critters that bite us and and uh, all of those annoying things when we're outside as we're uh, entering into uh, springtime and and uh, definitely will be on a lot of people's minds uh, from just a consumer standpoint for sure. So um, thanks for being here. Uh, we got a ton of questions about mosquito hunters, but first, the heck with mosquito hunters. Tell us a little bit about Stephanie and uh, kind of your background and, and journey into this world of uh, franchising. The wonderful world of franchising. Yeah. So <laughs> before before franchising, I worked in weight loss for like 15 years, a um, few different companies, multiple different locations. And then I got pregnant, right? Kids are game changers. Uh, and so I knew when I was working 12 hour days, payroll on Sunday, all of that sort of stuff, I knew that when I had my son that I didn't want those hours. And I don't even know if it was a want at that time. I just knew that daycares weren't open the hours I actually worked um, and put into it. And I don't, and I would probably have to pay for two daycares based on how many hours I would spend in, in my locations. Uh, so I was just randomly quick clicking. Um, when I was on maternity leave for a job, I thought I was applying for a recruiter job. Uh, it turned out to be a franchise. They said I could have Sundays off, Saturdays off. I didn't believe them that I would, when they told me that I would spend a few months talking to somebody over the phone and ultimately they would buy a franchise. I'm like, you're crazy. There's no way that's possible. Uh, and so, yeah, but it, it's true. I fell into franchising when my first son was born. He's now nine. Uh, I'll never leave. I think that franchising offers lifestyle balance and an ability to be a good mom and pay my bills and advancement and all of that sort of fun stuff. But yeah, I can't believe it's been nine years. I've done a few different brands. I will tell you I'm a home service girl all the way. Uh, it, it's my favorite niche within the franchising industry. But yeah, I've been with Mosquito Hunters two years now. Crazy. Has it been that long? It has been that long. So I was recruited to work for Mosquito Hunters in the middle of the pandemic. So think about it, it was the stay at home order. And right. that's when I was actively being recruited. So 
you know, everybody talks about pandemic resiliency. Um, but yeah, we, they didn't bet an eye. They were actively hiring through that entire phase of stay at home and COVID. Yeah. So. That is crazy. And, and yours is similar to, well, similar, similar to mine, even like child driven and getting into this without knowing, you know, what the heck this, this is. And I think so many people in the industry are the same way, whether it's, they, they work, for the franchise, they do, they do they do what I do. They're franchise owners, and then you get in there, and it's like you like you said, you're you're never gonna leave. Like the lifestyle and the you, something you're you're good at and you enjoy, um, and you can make a pretty good living at it. So it's it's uh, it's it, it's amazing what the possibilities are out there. So always always that's I appreciate you sharing that because I always love hearing everybody's just randomness of the industry and then with the comment you made I'm, I'm never leaving I mean I think I was even late for my first interview because I was like I don't buy this <laughs> and I'm not a late person but just I was almost didn't take it even the day before I was talking to my husband do we try the stay-at-home mom thing do we lose a spot in daycare so I figured why not let's do it and here I am nine years here, later here you yeah. here you are and you're 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 nine and my seven right and and uh so yeah it's crazy so um and then now two years with mosquito hunters which really kind of makes me think because i remember talking to you right when you were moving there and and like like we're getting old so it's like uh like i can't believe how fast that's gone um but but tell us a little bit about mosquito hunters i'm not the smartest dude in the world as you're well aware but I'm guessing that brand does something towards hunting and killing mosquitoes. So a little bit. So like super, obviously super simple, but maybe kind of start with just there's a little more to it than that. But mosquito hunters and, and kind of the the services and the customers that you reach out to first first and foremost. Yeah. So mosquito hunters, we do mosquito flea and tick, right? It is a simple model. Uh, it's about as simple as it gets in business ownership. It's home-based, it's mobile, it's recurring revenue, uh, repeat and recurring revenue. It's all about stacking to your client base, right? It's year over year looking at adding clients and keeping those clients. Uh, and really it, the way I look at it, it's a spray and go model. You spray a property, you draft the credit card. Three weeks later, spray the property, draft the credit card, so on and so forth. Uh, when I say it's about as simple as it gets, you can do a lot with a little in this industry. Uh, you don't need a ton of labor, which is where I think we really shined through the pandemic. Um, and it's, it's truly, truly simple. I think like any home service, uh, we go for people who can't do it or won't do it. Right. That's that's who uses our services. People who use home services use home services. They don't clean their own gutters and then spray their own yards for right. or have people clean their house and then spray their own yards or do their own gutters. It's not how it works. Uh, really, our ideal client, there are people who want to enjoy their backyard, people who go outdoors, people with young kids, right? decisions. Right roll around those kids and their schedules. Um, but yeah, again, it's, it's very, very simple. Um, low overhead, your, your time is really spent in the community and our clients are people like us, Tim. Yeah. Although I hear you guys don't have mosquitoes in Arizona too much. Not, not, not a lot of them. There are other, uh, numerous other critters, however. So, um, but I, I, mean, I grew up, I grew up in the Midwest and as you know, I'm, I'm in your area in Florida, half, mm -hmm. half my life too. So, um, yeah, I, I distinctly remember being a kid and like at Little League games, there'd be this like old beat up pickup truck that would go through the where the, all the fields were and this fogger 
And I'm I'm surprised we all don't have kids with like three heads from whatever was com- was coming out of that thing back then, right? But because um, that was you know that was that was a big thing, right? So um, it is, and it, that there's nothing more annoying, especially in 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 and I'll get into the seasonality in a minute, right? For this, but in those areas where you outside of Florida and Arizona where you can't be outside year round that's precious time, right? You don't want to go out there and like, oh man, there's too many mosquitoes. We're getting eaten up. We got to go back inside, right? So it really does kind of that lifestyle opportunity for for all of your customers, right? So, um, and then is this all residential? Do you guys do any anything from a commercial standpoint? So we do, right? And so, so I, and this is a conversation I have, I just had this conversation with a candidate um, right before this call. I have it all the time, you know, so I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about our happiness umbrella company because it'll it'll lead to the marketing and that'll kind of lead into where we go. Sorry, I have to dismiss an alert into the commercial versus the the residential. So we're actually owned by a larger, or part of, I should say, a larger umbrella company called Happiness. So think happy home, happiness. Uh, The legacy brand, the brand that started it all is Lawn Doctor, 54-year-old franchise organization, 650 franchisees throughout the United States, very well known in this world of franchising for their infrastructure and their support, and, and really at the end of the day, the success of the franchisees. Well, in May of 2018, Lawn Doctor and Mosquito Hunters came together, right? Um, and a partnership was formed. And you have to look, Mosquito Hunters and Lawn Doctor, same exact model, just different widget, right? And so since then, we've gone from five franchise units in the United States to 137, uh, I believe, as of this morning. Yeah, so very rapid growth, and it comes down to the infrastructure and tools from, from Lawn Doctor. Well, last year I acquired, they acquired EcoMades, which is an eco-friendly cleaning franchise. I promise you I'm getting to the whole question about uh, commercial versus residential, I swear. Uh, well, EcoMades, it's an eco-friendly cleaning franchise, right? Still home services, still underneath the happiness umbrella, just different widget. Uh, and so our ultimate goal is to get to a point where we have 10 to 15 in-home service brands all underneath one umbrella. And so we're going to be able to cross market, cross refer. Uh, of course, franchise owners who start with one widget can grow into another brand as we do. Uh, but going back to your original question, as far as the marketing and how we how we get our clients for our franchise owners, it's actually the lead gen is done from the corporate standpoint. So we have centralized marketing um, because of the relationship with Lawn Doctor. We do the SEO, the pay-per-click, the social media. Uh, we're listing on lead aggregators. We're doing direct mail. We're doing over the top. We're doing the banner ads. Anything that we can do from our end, we're just going to drive for our franchise owners. Right. Now, with that being said, that that centralized media, it is very, very easy for us to get in front of single family dwellings or residential homes really is the best way to put it, Uh, right? So think the moms, the dads, the people who have kids, they want to go play sports, enjoy their backyard, but can't. Very, very easy for us to to target them from a client acquisition standpoint. Now, when it comes to commercial, yes, there is a ton of opportunity for commercial. It's just a different behavior and it has to happen locally with our franchise owners, Right. right? And so really where our franchise owners spend their time is in the community. So cause-based marketing, chamber events, BNI groups, uh, sponsoring pet shelter adoption events, 
uh, sponsor any kid's school event, right? Get in with the right. PTA, the Facebook mom groups. Right. So the more of a presence they create locally, uh, the higher likelihood people are going to pay on our click on our paid ads, but at the same time, the more they integrate themselves locally, the higher the chance they have of obtaining commercial accounts. Uh, so I know that was a really long-winded way to get to your, your question, but yes, residential. The answer is yes. Kind of, <laughs> there, there, there was a whole circle there. I, I swear there was a method to my madness. I hope it made sense, but very, very easy for us to get clients through the centralized. That's going to be residential. Yeah. The commercial, that's going to be activity ground level from the franchise owner. Yeah. Well, and no, and I love that because the, the, I think with a lot of home services based on the name, we're thinking it's home, but there's so much potential. There's still outside in commercial areas or cities, municipalities, HOAs, whatever, where you can really tap into it. But the, the biggest difference between a B2B customer and a B2C isn't really the conversation. It's how you get in front of them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, and that's the key. When and I want to talk about owner role here, probably next, we'll just roll into that, right? But you mentioned all of the things, and we've actually done a handful of podcasts over over the time on just the marketing aspect. All yeah. of the things a franchise does, it's overwhelming how much they're doing to make make the phone ring, so to speak, right? From a consumer perspective, but there is that other component of the owner, like. You can't sit there and wait on the phone to ring all day, get off your butt, go right. build those relationships, and especially in home service. So um, you talked a little bit about that connectivity in the community. Um, do you want your owners with the little pack on going to spray spray? Is that is no. that their job all day, every day? What what do you No, We say you need to be willing to get on the truck, but if you are always on the truck, you get stuck on the truck and you can't grow your business. Right. Um, so again, you have to be willing, but that will not be your high payoff activity because if you're always on the truck two, three, four years down the road, you'll still be on the truck. Right. Uh, so the high payoff activity for our franchise owners is really, I, I refer to it as relationship building, right? So customer service, calling new clients, following up with them, making sure they're happy with the service, uh, sending like token cards at the end of season, little holiday trinkets to stay top of mind, right? Like really coddling the relationship from a customer service standpoint, because this is, this is a retention business, right? This is all about getting that client and keeping the client. Um, and so we want them coddling those relationships with the, with the clients. Um, from a technician standpoint, building relationships with your technicians. You don't need a ton of labor. You're probably going to have two to three uh, your first season. Uh, just, you know, staying in close contact with them. Um, two to three part-timers, I should say. So again, building relationships with people who are looking for part-time jobs, looking to make extra money on the side, treating them well so they stay with you and come back the following season, right? Because we can help you get the technicians, and we do, but I always say we can help you get them, but it's up to you to create the culture in which they want to stay. And so right. building relationships with their technicians, but then really from there, the, the biggest role of our franchise owner is going to be that community involvement piece. It is a home-based model. It keeps the overhead nice and low, but really our most successful owners are out there in the community um, doing doing that old school grassroots grassroot guerrilla marketing, building relationships, everything from door hangers to yard signs, home shows. Um, Gosh, I mean, I could keep going on and on yeah. about the different things, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that to me, one of the biggest things for somebody in home service is you have to kind of get out of your mind of what the, like you said, what the widget is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, understand it, appreciate the need, but you don't need to be the expert in, you know, the, you know, the 
the, the, how you do the spray or what goes into to that, you guys have that figured out. You got to be willing to go talk to people. And, yeah. and again, like all the things you talked about, or if it's a, you know, a chamber or a BNI, or I think anything in home service, make friends with realtors, right? Real, realtors have, right. They, they, they got a guy or a gal for everything, <laughs> right. Um, so, so again, being able to kind of, kind of talk to people right about that. So, um, so, so cool. One of the big things I know, I'm sure you hear all the time is, okay, Stephanie, this all sounds great, but, um, isn't this a little seasonal from a business standpoint? Um, and I'm guessing that typically gets posed to you from a negative, um, without them kind of recognizing the potential positives of that. So uh, fire away, Stephanie, this is seasonal. Come on. Um, Explain us, explain us a little bit about that. For sure. And so this is what I tell people. I've got good news and I have bad news. (laughs) Um, The good news is, is it's less seasonal than you, than you think. The bad news is, is it's less seasonal than you think, right? And so we have a lot of people who come in because they just want six months off, whatever. Um, Obviously, how often or how long we're spraying is going to depend from market to market. Um, But again, we have that niche of of franchise owner who want to do nothing but go to the Keys in the winter, maybe spend the entire Christmas month with their family. And on the flip side of that, when people are concerned about the seasonality, what I really hear is money. They're concerned about money, right? Because if we don't have to work and grind and be up at 7 a.m., 12 months out of the year, do we really want to work that hard seven months out of the year? Like, that's the question. Do you really want to? And the answer is if we all really soul search, the answer is probably, I would love to take that holiday month off with my kids, you know? Um, So here's what I tell people. There's always going to be ramp up month and business starts happening much sooner than people think. So I have a franchise owner actually up in New York. She was taking prepayments as early as January. Um, And every time I was talking to her, she had to go because she had another client that was calling in that wanted to renew, right? And so it's prepayments is a huge opportunity. Going back to the commercial accounts, this is also a really good time to go after commercial accounts. Um, Because you have to think in our downtime, per se, that's when really large organizations and companies, that's when they're making their annual fiscal decisions. So for those owners who want to go after those commercial accounts, it's a really, really good time to get in front of them. Now, that being said, it is a lifestyle play, right? I mean, you're going to have, depending on where you are. So here in Florida, let's face it, it's all year round. Uh, Buffalo, New York, you're probably looking at six months, but that time is precious. Uh, There's going to be ramp up. There's going to be wind down. We still recommend doing what we refer to as Gunther's ground game through the winter. And so ground game and Gunther, Gunther is our mascot. It's big. He's a little bold. He's orange. Kids love him. Bring him wherever you go. Uh, So we still recommend doing your ground game marketing through the winter time. Stay top of mind because the moment somebody starts thinking about what they need for the upcoming year, we want them to think you when they get bit by a mosquito, right? And so, uh, but at the same time as I know franchise owners who they, they're in this because they want to be able to go skiing in the winter, you know? And so you think about those things that kids have at school, especially now that COVID's winding down and definitely before COVID, when you get that notice that, oh, your, your kid is having a 10 o'clock Thanksgiving lunch on Thursday this year at school. And you feel like the horrible parent because you can't make it, but it feels like everybody else can, right? So you get to right. do those things. Right. Uh, so going back to the seasonality, you know, it's a seasonal or non-seasonal as you truly want it to be. 
Um, but really when people talk about the fear of seasonality, it's the fear of money. And right. this really is an opportunity to get to a point where you earn a year's worth of income within a season right. and then sleep in. Right. <laughs> yeah. <want>. No. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you and I were talking, talking about this kind of before we came on just with, without, with our business and the ebb and flow. And it's, and, and it's the, like, if somebody says to, to you, okay, you can make, you know, whatever the amount of money is, right? $500,000, a million dollars, whatever. And you are going to be in business 12 months a year to get that. Or if you can make the same amount and it's six, seven, eight months, which do you choose, right? Like seven, eight months, I'll take, I'll take it all day, all day, all day long. Right. And, and to your point, you're still things that you're doing in there from a marketing perspective, you know, like fostering those relationships from that, from that perspective. Um, but the lifestyle piece of it, um, and then I'm guessing you probably have some owners that also maybe, maybe mosquito hunters, isn't the only business that they own. Right. And so sure. maybe, yeah. maybe they've got that opportunity as, as well. So, um, no, it's funny. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Cause I think it's always the, I feel like that's always the elephant in the room, right? Like, um, oh, but it's seasonal. Yes, it is. Let me tell you. <laughs> like, let me tell you why that's exactly. why that's a good, why that's a good thing. Um, no, very, very, very cool. Um, then uh, some of the thing, and you touched on a couple of these things: um, franchise or support, right? Mm -hmm. So, because I, I love this question. Well, why can't I do? Like, can't I just do this myself? Sure, right? Um, but. And you hit on a little bit of the, the marketing aspect of things, but maybe touch on a couple more things that, um, that the franchisor is really doing to help get them started, help support them to be successful. Yeah, and, and just even with the marketing piece, one thing I like to point out when people talk about, well, can I do this myself? I don't know, right? Like that, that's on you if you're the type of person that can, right. that can make it. Um, but from a marketing perspective, I think one of the things that we might not talk enough about in franchising are vendor relationships too, right? And, and the economics of scale, what it means when you're part of a larger hub versus just a standalone business owner. Part of that with our marketing program is because we're part of happiness and we do the lead gen for all of our franchise owners. So Ecomades, Lawn Doctor, Mosquito Hunters, it drives down the cost of lead acquisition for everybody. You get more leads your marketing dollars or your marketing dollars, you just get more because, because of the peer volume. Right. That is a huge part of it. Um, we also have a sales center that answers the phones for our franchise owner. Their only role is to convert those inquiries into clients on behalf of our franchise owners. They can do it through text. They can do it through webmail. They can do it through online chat, right? And the whole thing with the marketing and the call center, we want to pave the way for our franchise owners and clear their paths so they can focus on the high path activity, right? Relationship building. Uh, those are two huge things that we provide that are key differentiators for us. Now from a person to person, franchise owner, franchise or relationship support standpoint, you know, it's ongoing and continuous. You know, we are an education company and we do believe that in order to advance and to continue to grow, it needs to be through training, support and education. We have everything from onboarding specialists. I consider them the angels in the wings as franchise owners make their transition from signing the agreement to coming to training. We have four days of classroom training in Geneva, Illinois, where mosquitoes is, Mosquito Hunters is based out of. Uh, and then from there, you're going to be working with a year one ramp up coach. 
Uh, we do have a designated year one ramp up coach for our franchise owners because the reality is, as you know, and I know as a brand new business owner, they have different needs than somebody who's been around two to three years. You know, you might want to be, you might want to talk to them every single day, right? You might need to talk to them every single day. There's a lot coming at you regardless of how simple the model is. And so we have a year one ramp up coach. We have an online learning management system with over 200 online courses. I mean, it's, it's mosquito specific, but then some of it's business specific. I mean, we have, we're, all, we're drilled all the way down to uh, presentations for realtors and property managers. And then we have online courses on how to present to a realtor and a property manager, right? And so again, it's ongoing and continuous. I always tell people that they couldn't escape us in a good way if they tried. <laughs> so yeah. it's, and it's funny, it's, it's always, as long as I've done this and there's, there's always something different when I, when I ask this question or, or any conversations and I, a, a franchise owner myself and I've gone through th these things and you're like, Oh, wow. Like how much it's, it's, it's borderline overwhelming and, and in a good way, how many things like stuff you could not ever think of in a million years that the franchise has tried, true, proven, right? Yeah. Um, even if it's things like buying power or whatever that might be for equipment, vehicles, the, the stuff, the, the shirts we're wearing, right? Whatever whatever that might be, Everything. getting at a yeah. significantly less cost because of, and and for mosquito hunters, it's not just, you're, you're over a hundred units, which is like the that's the marker, right? For, for franchising, yeah. right? You're, 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 like, you're, like a, you're like a grown up now, right? So, um, but part of a bigger brand with uh, what pushing probably close to a thousand units, right? And, right. And so, um, so that's awesome. And you, you mentioned, I want to go back to the seasonality for a second, yeah. because you mentioned something that I'd kind of forgotten about. Mosquito Hunter, like people, again, the seasonality piece, it was founded in like the Chicago area. Right. So which is very, very seasonal for this. And um, so it's always kind of I'd kind of forgotten about that. So it's always like the little, you know, little little mic drop if somebody's worried about like, oh, I'm going to be in Ohio and I'm going to have mosquitoes. It's, it's you know, it's season seasonal. Yeah, we were founded in Chicago. Right. So Chicago, um, Illinois. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, don't get me wrong. We have very successful owners in Texas and the South. But, you know, we look at Chicago, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. And I will tell you, if you can be successful in Chicago, Illinois, you can be successful anywhere. And it's not just because of the seasonality. Let's face it, Illinois isn't known as a, as a business-friendly state, right? Like, so there, there's different obstacles there as well. But people, their jaws always kind of drop. And I tell them that some of our most successful owners are in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. You have six months to go outside and play. That's yeah. it. Going back to what you're saying, that and, and you charge, you charge, you're going to charge more during that during that time than you're probably going to get charged in Tampa, Florida, right? So because of the condensed time that you're out there, because it is, it's it's we we take it for for granted, yeah. Being being in being in you know states like Arizona and Florida, um, and it's terrible, by the way. Don't anybody else move down here, please. Um, so, <laughs> Um, this is way, way too much of that. So, um, but we take it for granted. Yeah. Um, but it, it is. And I, I grew up in Indiana, so I, and my family's all still there. So it's like, I hear my sister talking about, you know, opening the pool around Memorial day. And I'm like, we're probably going to go get in the pool next weekend right here. Right. Right. So, so again, it's, it's just, it's just different. It's, it's the understanding the, the positive nature of that, the, the, the seasonality piece. So, um, 
I, I love it. I'm going to fire. I know you're busy and thank you so much for Tom. I'm going to fire one more question at you. Yeah. Um, anything missing, anything else you would like to share about mosquito hunters that maybe we didn't, we didn't already talk about. Yeah. You know what? It's fun. And I know people are like, Oh my God, but mosquitoes fun. What? Uh, but it really is a fun, energetic business. And, and I mean that wholeheartedly because when you have our big branded orange vehicle at a PTA event and you have our mascot kids run up to them, I will tell you guys, it's not even just kids. Uh, so fun story about me and mosquito hunters. I was truly meant to be here, but I was with a different brand four years ago. I was pregnant with my second child uh, and I was at a conference and this is right around the same time that Mosquito Hunters launched with Lawn Doctor and Happiness. And they were there. They were sponsoring an event. I geeked out over the mascot. I think they were sponsoring Happy Hour, which is usually my favorite hour at those types of things. But I have selfies of me and Gunther, the mascot, from my previous concept. I was wearing the logo shirt. I was pregnant. I was all, all chotched out over it. Uh, but I will tell you, I wasn't the only one. Like, adults yeah. stop and take pictures with him. Uh, I had a franchise owner up in in Jersey he had he was invited to a client's seven-year-old's birthday party our mascot right like so it's just it's a really fun family-friendly business uh and I just just have fun with whatever business you choose but it, it's hard not to smile when you're out in the community representing mosquito hunters and people will certainly smile at you when you're out in the community representing mosquito hunters yeah and when you think about that and for anybody listening that is currently in a corporate gig, how often do you say that about your job? Like, oh my gosh, my job is so much fun. Um, <laughs> you, you don't. So if you say, if you're not up and down, you're lying, right? So really? um, it, 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 it is. And, and I think that's part of the, part of the joy of, of franchising, right? Is there's so many amazing possibilities out there, right? And it yeah. can be the most random thing and it is usually the most random thing that you never thought about and next thing you know you're you you, you and gunther are hanging out because you're a new mosquito hunter owner right so it's true it like is you said it's less about the widget you know it's it's and it comes down to what checks your boxes and and the widget will follow i guess so yes exactly um very cool stephanie as always i always always enjoy talking to you so thank you so much for uh for joining us today to talk about mosquito hunters thank you for having me thank you thank you our pleasure so and, and thank you for all of our amazing podcast listeners for, for joining us today. Um, as always, if you'd like to learn more about becoming a franchise owner, you're still listening, so we know you do. Um, <laughs> reach out to us, francoach.net, uh, franchising101podcast.net. Um, there's no fee for our service. Let's see, maybe it's Mosquito Hunters, maybe it's one of our other franchises, uh, but we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Stephanie, thanks. Everybody else, thank you so much, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.